At one time or another, we all find ourselves walking along restless shores. How do I deal with twins and Milton? I listen and learn. Right now, I'm enjoying the art of storytelling because, you know, twins, you can as well. Go to Restless Shores website, www.restless-shores.com, and click on the Audible link for a free 30-day trial to Audible. Welcome to our program. Previously at Restless Shores, the Roop Pharmaceuticals Cancer Drug Trial went disastrously awry, resulting in multiple deaths. In today's episode, Rhonda Roop, who is facing a catastrophe of her own, arrives at work to find a distraught Uriah Roop slumped over his desk. Uriah, have you been here all night? You know, I have. At 4 a.m., I found an old bottle of peppermint schnapps in the back of a filing cabinet. I polished it off around 5. Let me get you some coffee. Don't bother. I kicked the coffee machine over half an hour ago. What's happened? Wait, why do you have Caleb and Rose with you? I, I, I can't even talk about it right now. What happened, Uriah? Haven't you been watching TV? It's been the only thing on the news all night. Stocks are tanking, investors are backing out. This is going down as the biggest pharmaceutical disaster since the thalidomide babies. This is even worse than the thalidomide babies. So much worse. The state legislator held a midnight session to approve grandfather's receivership plan. And he's going to be taking over on Monday. The board's holding an emergency meeting this morning. I wasn't invited. I'm out, Rhonda. I'm all the way out. I'll count myself lucky if I don't end up in jail. Jail? They're all dead. All of them. All of them? Every volunteer who was on the drug has died. Not all of them. Every single one of them. Even... Simon Shaver passed away at... 2.45 this morning in the Gamote Point General Hospital ICU. Oh my god. I'm sorry, Rhonda. I killed him! This wasn't your fault. You don't understand, Uriah. It was me. I killed him! No, you didn't. It was- Would you listen? I killed him! It was me! I did it! What are you talking about? You have to understand. I just wanted so badly for Simon to get the drug. I... I... Rhonda, what did you do? I... I I hacked into the double-blind database, and I found out that Simon was scheduled to receive the placebo. Oh no. Rhonda, you didn't. I switched his subject number with another volunteer's to make sure Simon would get the real drug. Oh, Rhonda. I killed him grandfather killed him. If it even was Milton who changed the dosing, we don't know. It had to be. You said so yourself. Oh my god. Rhonda, you're sitting on the floor. I can't feel my legs. I'm sorry. If there were any schnapps left, I'd offer you some. My life's falling apart. Listen, I know this is bad. Really bad, I know. But you'll be okay, Rhonda. This is on me. My life's falling apart. 
No, 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 no. It's not just this. Miguel's gone. Gone? What are you talking about? I came home last night, and Caleb and Rose were all alone. The window was broken, blood on the glass, and Miguel was gone. I have no idea where he is. Did you call the police? Yeah, they didn't seem too interested. What do you mean, they didn't seem too interested? Rhonda Roop reporting her lover missing? As far as they're concerned, it's a domestic dispute involving the governor and his wife. They'd just as soon stay out of it. Do you think he's... I don't know. I don't know. Obviously, Milton's capable of anything, and he did swear vengeance on us. All of us. You, me, Miguel, Lorna. Grandmother. Yeah, her. Maybe we should call her. Sure, Uriah. Let's get right on that. Speaking of Lorna Roop, she is currently setting up shop again at Luna Cosmetics, accompanied by two of her Operation Moonshot compatriots, Regina Miranda and Elise Geltz. I can't believe the company's mine again. Nearly unanimous board vote. That's gotta feel good. That board is quite easily swayed, as you've experienced firsthand. I'm just grateful we were able to sway them back in our favor. Nearly unanimous? Trudy Beekman has never much cared for me. Her nay vote was just her little way of twisting the knife. Anyway, I can't wait to dive back in. I've got a lot of ideas. I have no doubt, my dear. You look great behind that desk, babe. Thanks. It feels great. My hope is that running day-to-day operations at Luna can be a balm for you, Elise, during this difficult time. Yeah. We are not meant to bury our children. It's a burden I know all too well. It'll be good to get back to work. Yes, it will. I just need to find a new assistant now that Travis is... COO. Man, there's nothing like failing upwards. Travis is a fine young man. So you keep telling us. Anyway, it was my understanding that Regina was doing a fine job in that role. That was strictly undercover. You know, as Rachel McKenzie. Nevertheless. The truth is, I've got to get back to the bar. I've been neglecting it for too long. I thought Miguel was covering for you. You need to be taking care of yourself too, Regina. That's the thing. Miguel didn't show up for work last night or this morning. That doesn't sound like Miguel. I tried his cell, but it goes straight to voicemail. I wonder what's up with that. Dunno. All I know is that at the moment, I have no idea where Miguel Rios is. As it happens, Miguel Rios is at this very moment stirring into consciousness, only to find himself lying on his back, bound firmly to some sort of tabletop. Where am I? At the moment, you're in an abandoned warehouse at the edge of town. Dr. Carlisle, what are you doing? I'm just living my life the best I can, Miguel. Unfortunately, the best I can isn't very good. I'm... Sorry about that. What's going on? 
with our Caleb and Rose. The twins should be with their mother. As far as I know, they're perfectly fine. I can promise you they remained undisturbed while you were being taken. I was taken? Why? What's going on? It continues to astound me how fate has interwined our lives as many times as it has, Miguel. I suppose it's only fitting, seeing as how I helped usher in your unnatural existence, but still it takes me by surprise each time our paths cross. Our paths didn't cross. You took me. It wasn't me, Miguel, and it wasn't my choice. I assure you, it's just fate playing its cruel hand once again. Was this John? Did John Carlyle do this? John is dead. That's why you're here, Miguel. I didn't kill him. I know you didn't. That sad duty fell to me. In many ways, this would all be easier if you had been the one to kill John. What would be easier? What am I doing here? You're doing the same thing I'm doing. Waiting. Waiting? Waiting for what? Waiting for Milton Roop. Milton Roop? No, 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 no. I don't want to have anything to do with Milton Roop. Nor do I, Miguel. Nevertheless... Here we both are. Sometimes it seems as if Milton is conspiring with destiny itself to get exactly what he wants. Listen, Dr. Carlyle. You don't have to do this. Whatever this is, you don't have to do it. Aren't you curious what whatever this is, is? Not really. No. I just want to get out of here. I think you'd be curious. Here you are, strapped to a table, accompanied by a man who has previously done you harm. Hit you with a shovel, in fact. A man who recently called something of a mad scientist. I think you'd be very curious. Let me out of here. I'm afraid I can't do that. You see, I made a promise to an old enemy. Why are you doing this? Why? There. You see? You are curious. I'll tell you what's happening, Miguel. You deserve to know, I suppose. Let me go. Tell me something. Do you believe in the soul? What? I myself do not. Being a scientist, I know that your so-called soul is nothing more than a few trillion synapses firing away in your brain at the speed of light. Now, as to what gave life to those synapses, well, that's a question for another time, perhaps. But the point is, once you've quantified the so-called soul, you can capture it. You can isolate it. You can... Transfer it. What are you talking about? I'm talking about simple biology. As it turns out, the synapses firing in your brain are being transmitted via neurons that are genetically identical to the neurons in Milton Roop's brain. How could there be anything different? You and Milton Roop are the same. I'm nothing like Milton Roop. Biologically speaking, you're identical. You might as well be the same person, forced by happenstance and uh, extreme science, to occupy two different bodies. All we're going to be doing is correcting that little mm, aberrance. What are you going to do? You see this helmet right here? You've got one just like this trapped to your head right now. And when both helmets are fully charged, Milton will put this one on and will begin the process. What process? What we've been talking about, the transfer process. Transfer process? The point of this whole exercise, Milton Roop is going to transfer his consciousness into your brain so he can go on living as a younger man. You. 
he'll retake control of his company and have another 40 to 50 years to ensure his legacy. Okay, now I understand. <laughs> you do? Yes, I know just what the problem is. Problem? What problem? It's you, Dr. Carlyle. What about me? You are completely and utterly insane. Can Miguel escape the clutches of Magnus Carlyle and Milton Roop? Or will Dr. Carlyle's mad plan succeed? Will Milton be able to retake his company and vanquish his perceived enemies? Tune in next time to Restless Shores. If you enjoyed today's program, please take a moment to leave a review. This episode of Restless Shores was written by Greg Tulinen and Drew Massey and directed by Tom Hinton. Rhonda Roop was played by Denise Shannon. Uriah Roop was played by Nathan Austin. Lorna Rios was played by Sally Kent. Elise Geltz was played by Becky Chase. Regina Miranda was played by Julie Poulin. Miguel Rios was played by Aaron Sanchez. Magnus Carlyle was played by Mike Rowe. I'm Chris Newcomb. Restless Shores is a production of New Meadows Media and is intended for the non-commercial use of listeners. All rights reserved. Until next time, stay restless. <laughs>